Hello, welcome to the eighth and final episode of Under the Spotlight, season one. Thanks for the feedback in the previous episode with Oshin Morris, and thank you for downloading this one wherever you choose to listen. Before we get into this one, if you'd like to give feedback, please DM me at Hugh Burgess on Twitter. If you'd like to support the show, you can head over to paypal.me forward slash Hugh Burgess Germany and make a wee donation. This episode may contain profanity, mostly on my part, as my guest is very softly spoken. I'm Hugh Burgess. You're listening to Under the Spotlight, episode 8. Let's get it. My guest this month is Kinga Angelis. Hailing from Toronto in Canada, she now lives in Germany with her family. A mother, health scientist, teacher and musician, Kinga has a wide array of talents, but we'll be focusing on the latter for this episode. We start off talking about her background and musical endeavours and take a deep dive into everything from parenthood to mental health, from Elvis to stage presence, from Periscope to future projects. I should note that Kinga is a very private person, so for sake of keeping her music and work separate, I'll be respecting those lines in this episode. Side note, this recording was taken in her kitchen on a very creaky table, so apologies for the sounds as we shift and lean. I met her on a chilly afternoon in a quiet suburb of the city. She and her husband live in a renovated church complex, so there was lots of light and windows in our apartment. Children's books and paintings scattered the house. The environment reflected her personality to me in a way. She's very warm, and if you have ever had the pleasure of knowing her, she speaks almost always with a smile, something that comes over in her music also. And, uh, yes, this is a place. We've been here, like, years, so... Here's the bathroom if we need it. And here, and then... In here. So bright. Yeah, because there's tons Dude, of... there's so many windows. We settled in the kitchen, which is in the corner of the building. I went over the usual guidelines of the podcast, and she fixed me up a coffee and a beer. Uh, so what is this? Mm. In general, it's filter coffee, but I warm up the coffee in a milk frother, so it tastes like a cheap Latin Oh, I see. Okay, okay. Maybe they do that in Starbucks. Yeah. You know? Maybe they're like, ah. Yeah. And then I always like to put this French vanilla cappuccino powder on top, just for like a little sweet thing, instead of sugar. Hmm. But I think it, this is oat milk. It's like this barista. Yeah, oat milk. that's yeah. not that's not cow milk. That's like some other kind of milk, isn't it? Yeah. Right. Of oats. I think I'm allergic to milk, but the best thing was salt water and uh, the sun when I was in Australia. Okay. That was good. But yeah, milk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's oat milk, so you should be fine. I, yeah. I th- I, yeah, because my brother snores when he has milk. Like, yeah, there's a whole bunch diet. of yes. Yeah. Right. Cows. Well, so in your in your professional field, do you specialize? Do you ever give that advice, like on the on the slide, to someone? They say, "Oh, we need a we need a scientist to tell us, blah 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 about." Um, well, yeah. Sometimes I'm still itching for. Um, so originally, I also wanted to do this a podcast called 
uh, like health journey and it was all about sharing um, scientific information to people like the general public in a way that they can understand it because mm -hmm. a lot of times the way a study is written is um, interpreted by the scientific community you know it's the language as well like people don't always know what a study means <laughs> you mm -hmm. know it's very complex language all the numbers and stuff so I at first I wanted to do something like that so yeah so sometimes I my husband's a doctor too so he knows some stuff about stuff but we kind of hold back now okay yeah like we kind of just like can't go either way honestly there's so many different opinions once I moved here and I listened to what the doctors are saying here it's completely different to what they say in Canada it's gonna be complete like it's just different training different traditions to like it feels like a different culture right yeah yeah did you feel like a bit of an outsider at the beginning when you first came here in actually i first came here as an au pair to test out if i wanted to live here or not yeah because we were engaged and so i thought and i loved it i loved it so much and then when i came as you know um a resident <laughs> It was like all this paperwork and yeah. like that's when the barriers started kicking in and I was like, oh, I had the same thing. why are people not smiling at me when I'm smiling at them on the street? They thought I was ill because just in Canada, you just say hi to everyone on the street. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. I think I'm institutionalized now yeah, where I do the same. Yeah, too. Yeah. Like I walked past, you know, Leah? Yeah. The, the singer. I walked past her the other day. <laughs> I was like headphones in. And I was walking like this, and she sort of stopped me. And I thought, who the fuck is this that wants to talk to me? Yeah. <laughs> Looked at her, and I was like, oh, Leah, hi. <laughs> like, yeah, I just, and I'm not normally like that, but yeah. I feel, yeah, the city definitely has an impression on you. There's something nice about it, too, that you don't have to say things or do things when you don't feel like it. Like, it's nice. But... Well, you strike me as an extremely positive person. Yeah. Has oh. that come from your background, or is that something that you developed over the years or definitely I've done a lot of work a lot of work because I'm so regular in the self-help section okay kind of, that's yeah. okay yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. trying to I took four psychology courses in university like I oh, just, love psychology like, yeah I just kept revisiting the same um, theories and principles until they were ingrained in me and you know just repeating certain concepts and um, practices so that I could live with a certain attitude instead of reacting to everything that mm. would happen. Obviously, there's been certain times in my life where it's more hard, uh, where it's very difficult to do that, to mm -hmm. be positive, and I was very negative. Yeah. <laughs> I had a year of negativity here <laughs> and um, just like very aggressive to <laughs> responding to people too. Like, that's oh, your bike. <laughs> but that's fine. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. That reminds me of this. Um, podcast as well called uh, not perfect not perfect podcast yeah i just uh, what did i hear about it um i think i actually typed in self-help yeah, yeah or or mental health because yeah. i wanted to kind of see where those podcasts were going and there was like yeah there was one that was trending it was like live longer live well and yeah. it was like doctor such and such this an indian guy or something and then kind of in the recommended underneath was this Not Perfect podcast. And I was like, oh, that's a nice name. So I clicked on it, Poppy Jane. And then it was kind of like the science behind being happy or, yeah. or uh, to feel you have to heal. That was a yeah. good one, right? So oh, I, good. Yeah. So I, I downloaded them and I work in a warehouse uh, in Norderstedt. Yeah. Um, so it's like an hour on the train there. And then when you're there, you're inside. It's got windows, but you're inside and it's like 
know, artificial lighting for eight hours and this kind of thing, you're just kind of moving around, picking up things and stuff. So I listened to these podcasts all day and uh, this one woman, Nikki Clinch, was on it and it was like everything she said was mind-blowing. Yeah. Like, I haven't had that in ages where you listen to someone talking and they're like, and did you know that when you cry, it's time for a break? You know, this, and I'm like, oh, that's what that means, you know, or like, it's your body saying stop or oh what, right? So, so I was like, I have to follow this lassie on uh, Instagram. So I went on and followed her and I saw this quote that I was like, mm, that is me. That is me to a T that when you're emotional, that's not who you are. Emotion is inside you. Yeah. And is reacting to uh, your environment, and you have internalized it. Yeah. I mean, yo, I <laughs> like you see people like I see you in in uh, pony bar or like someone someone walking by or and they're happy and they're like relaxed and stuff. And I'm like, how do I get to there? <laughs> how do I get to that state of mind? And I think I'm extremely reactive to to situations I'm in. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. This is your podcast, not mine. <laughs> it's your episode. Well, I would tell you, mm-hmm. you don't have to explore every emotion. You can open a window, but not open a door to every single feeling you feel. You know? Because then... Open a window, don't open a door. Yeah. So it doesn't completely go in and take over. Yeah. Do you know, actually, the best thing is... I don't know if you probably got this as well, but... Was just just remember your breathing and like come back to the breath yeah like when you're meditating or something if something's upsetting you or you're angry about something just be like okay before i speak i'm gonna just it's really noticing to pause yeah you feel yeah yeah you need a stimulus to break like from one moment to the next and i know someone who once they start feeling things like jealousy or um irritation their stimulus is putting on their, a playlist of their feel-good songs mm-hmm. to just shift them out of that. And they sometimes have to move to another corner of the room or whatever just to sh- some kind of stimulus to just be like, okay, reset, reset. Move on to the next moment that I'm creating. Mm. Yeah. Damn, yes. <laughs> so tell me about your first song you'd like um, on this episode, Parachute. Okay, so um, yeah, so this um, the first song parachute is the first stop on the Soul Captain song map. So it's security, self care, and support. Those are the core elements that drove the emotion and writing of the song. And yeah, I would say it's kind of uplifting, but also a relaxing tune, perfect for jogging and driving a nice winter drive. And um, yeah, just about. It's it's really about taking some taking space, um, and uh, taking care of yourself, taking space, having time to reset and recharge, and then there being someone. The chorus is in a lonely sky. You're my parachute. It's very simple. Those words are very simple, but it's more kind of meditative. And um, and then even though you take that space, there's still someone there, so you're not all alone in in the confusion of, I guess, um, taking space, <laughs> the emotions and things that you find there when you're, when you step away from your life. Hiding in the mountains and the trees, 
taking refuge from the stormy seas. You know the way you know the land. You know the things I never understand. In a lonely sky, in a lonely sky, you're my Your first name? Only your mm -hmm. first name? Angelica. No, really? Yeah. Oh, is that the Angeles? Yes. So Because I was like, name... Los Angeles? <laughs> no. So, middle name is Kinga. It's a Polish name. Okay. My parents are Polish. They were living in Canada for 40 years now. But they spoke Polish to me. I speak Polish to my daughter, too. So, we got a lot of Polish. Oh, ah, yeah. okay. Yeah, so Kinga is nice. my middle nice. name, which I always thought was kind of cool because it's like manly and feminine at the same time. <laughs> like kind of king, like a king, but Kinga. I feel like a lion or something like Something like that. Like Simba, Kinga. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I just had no idea. Um, I felt like anything I would choose would be not perfect, you know, so... Um, I'm glad that you, you could be involved in this, you know. Yeah, so, thank you. Whatever the fuck this is. Uh, <laughs> I think it's also nice for people to talk about their motivations behind it and stuff because the people who go on the stage, um, they, they're, so, they're so humble too. Like, they never self-promote. 
like they just kind of go up and sing their songs you know you yeah. don't really know the backstory but i think it's really interesting yeah. everyone who goes there i'm like what are you about what's your life like that's what i'm thinking the whole time actually yeah yeah. yeah. So is that what you feel when you watch someone singing on stage or just yeah. trying to figure them out? I feel like not in a creepy way, but I feel like songs carry the messages of the world, right? That's what I think. And and there's so many different messages and stories and I'm just trying to figure out what like I don't know, just just in, to interpret them through the lens of that person in front of me a little bit. Mm. Just, yeah. yeah. Do you feel that there's truth to all the songs? No, but there's not necessarily truth, but I think it's like a moment of truth, like that what you're singing about was obviously a thought or feeling at one point mm. um, in time, whether it was a memory or sometimes I, I, when I write, I think about what other people might be living mm. and try to tap into that. So I just, I don't know. I just, I think it's, it's just powerful when it's, spoken and when it's sung and and yeah there's a person in front of you who's taking the risk to be vulnerable mm. with strangers mm. it doesn't happen all the time yeah life like live stuff is really it's really cool i think it's um almost dulled and suppressed in a way yeah in society in general so when people come together to watch and not to be chatting like chit chats at a table and kind of okay, I'm entertaining you for twenty. Yeah, like it's it's really focused. I really like that. About it's the place. really good. Yeah. yeah. So when because and it's still the opposite of recordings these days because recordings these days are perfect. Everything because of like the nature of online music, you know. Right. So you don't hear anytime you hear most songs, you know, mix master, they sound so perfect. And mm. live has the nuances of. Words and everything. Oh yeah, mm. and like the imperfections in the breath. When I first started writing and recording sounds, I was doing it on GarageBand, mm -hmm. and you have all these like sounds in the background. It's like I was just like so excited. Oh, I did a song. I'm gonna put it on SoundCloud, and you could hear like my baby drinking in the background. Oh okay, okay. Like these, it was like so poor the sound quality, but. It, I also, I was also like, ah, this is, a, I'm capturing like these background moments and stuff. And then I actually learned about uh, what people want to listen to. <laughs> Which Did you, is so were you changing your sound to suit the people? Or was the sound changing as you were evolving your sound? Yeah, that's interesting. Well, I think I've just been learning a lot. So when I, um, after my son was born, when was this? We're in January. We're in February. Okay. Yeah, just. So I would say like one year ago, because I stopped for five years writing and singing, because I was a musical entertainer in Canada, and I did a lot of little gigs, special events, weddings, funerals, uh, seniors' homes. Like I did these like club nights with them where they would like have their pretzels and Coca-Cola. That's really like, sweet, yeah. Entertainers. So I loved that. And, uh, and you're there going, coffee and cake. <laughs> yeah, a lot of classic covers like Elvis, Ava, Beatles, all those those types of songs for let's say an hour. And um, and then when I came here, yeah, it was just like, okay, well, I guess we're just going to put that on hold. You know, you have to find your footing in a new place. And I didn't want to risk, I was kind of just shy going into with, with my the second language, I guess. Kind of, how do you go about it, you know, to 
start something that was so natural to you before mm. and a lot of other things happened with life so we were just setting ourselves up we're students both of us were students with kids we we're like literally living in a student apartment with other families who were students so it was like just very different anyway but um and uh yeah so then last year when i started i was like what there's a tool on your phone so i would just sit there on my phone watching the kids and be like do 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 i'm like a voice recorder yeah. the memo yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's also in a uh, garage band okay so i would just garage like, band has a phone app it uh it's a it's an app yeah it has a phone app yeah. Dude. Yeah. I'm so yeah. on that. Yeah. So okay. I would put it like on a cup, like yeah. the phone, and mm -hmm. I would just record. And at least it was for me to like hear. But your whole question was about evolving. Mm -hmm. So I would just say, yeah, I just, at first, I just, um, I mean, the first song was about dog doo because I was pissed off because there's always dog poo everywhere. Okay. Like, you know, the song No Dickity? Yeah. Do like the way you work it. It's you like, were like no shittity or no. I was like, do do like the way you walk it. No daddy do you gotta bag it up. <laughs> okay, that's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. So I had this little thing, and I and I did it on the garage band. So basically, then I realized, okay, like this is a whole new thing. Like to make, I I just I like the perfectionist kicked in, where I wanted to make the best quality possible, and I wanted to kind of learn how to do that and see. The potential of that yeah with songs from acoustic to like completely produced like a whole smorgasbord of produced produ orchestra in the back and yeah you know. pretty much is that where you are now so i Can have yeah so well i have uh, five songs that i re recorded with this producer jovan jovanov in canada and he did some writing for eurovision contest as well like he was used uh, really really great and so we at first weren't sure if it was going to work out because um, I was, like, contacted him saying I'm a Polish folk singer. He's like, what? <laughs> I don't know why. It sounds like you're that. told. I, I can already hear the sound of the songs. I from know. Pol yeah, it's all like, dude. Da, da, da. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, he had a lot of like summer jams and, and this kind of stuff. But he made it into this folk acoustic pop sound. So it's just not just coffee house. Because I figure I could do that. You know, it's fairly easy to record that just in a recording studio. But with production, I wanted the whole picture. So then he added all the elements to make it for five songs to make them five of the, the ones I thought were the best for Soul Captain. That's my, that's the name of it. And I released two songs already. Um, one, the first one was kind of more like a, an emotional but still slightly upbeat. And then the second one was just happy, funky, silly. And then the music video, which you're going to be a part of. Yes. That one's like, I guess, has a bit of a bass beat to it and also kind of chill, but still upbeat. One sad song and like a ballad. And then one, oh, and one that's like totally summer jam. Do like they you're on a boat, like doom, 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 <laughs> with like a tr like a like a like a trumpet at one point, going doo, 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 doo. like it's just they kind of connect, but they are all very different. Right. But I just because I love almost every genre, yeah. I need all of it. 
you yeah. know? So I just want to throw out the whole idea of genre, you know? Yeah, I was, I was actually going to pinhole you earlier and say, you sound like this and this to me, but it doesn't feel right when you're expressing such a range, which yeah. is also kind of your talent. Is Did you think five years ago you could be doing this, making an album and... No, no, I don't think so. Would you like walk past a window and look in and see an album and go? Yeah, that's about it. no, I gave myself permission. Yeah, yeah, because I thought, um, uh, you know, I was kind of like I was raised super, super well, but I was also raised with a motivation to be successful in terms of finishing school and having a career. Um, and now that's kind of out the window because it's really difficult with two small kids. Yeah. It's just really hard to focus. Um, so that was always on the side, like side gigs, music on the side, mm. side stuff. And now I kind of actually have a lot of freedom because I have the kids to co totally commit myself to that. Tell me about the second song. Yeah, so the second song, I was a little bit worried after I, I, I created it because it's, it's kind of very got a very traditional... Um, drive to it. The the chorus is like, get your ass back down there and ask my papa for his permission. So the woman's kind of upset because the guy was proposing and he pulls out the ring and then she finds out he didn't ask her papa for his, for the permission. Okay. Um, so it's a more of a story, but um, it's not to say that that's the way things should be. It's just that for that particular girl. Those were her expectations of um, that she shared, and then they weren't met. So the moment was much less romantic for yeah. her. Um, and then she started to reconsider. It's actually not about me. I had my husband was smart enough to Disclaimer. do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, I mean, he knew yeah. I had traditional roots, but um, it's about somebody else and their experience. And so I thought, you know, some people could. It's actually very light and upbeat. Um, but yeah, um, someone, I hope no one takes offense that the world has changed. You don't need permission. It's not about that. It's not political. It's, it's I think I, I think I fall under that branch. I would yeah. think that you would ask the father for, it's not permission. It's, um, to give away the daughter. What's that called? Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 she, she says he was my first love. He was there from day one. So it's about having enough kind of respect to, um, Take a hand in marriage, that's the word. Yeah, yeah. Why could this be? Finally, you're down on one knee. You pull out the ring, all sparkles and bling. A beautiful thing, a beautiful thing. And what did Daddy say? Was he proud and glad? No, I didn't have a chance to talk to your old man. Get your respect down there. He was my first love, he was there From day one, we talked about this Yes, we talked about this Do it all, we done it done Done and done, done and done Do it all, we done it done Done and done, done and done 
chance to make our hearts dance. He lives in the near. Just bring him up here. It be in the clear. It be in the clear. And what did you just say? I'm being too serious. Well, if you don't care about this, you don't care about us. Get your respect down there and ask my papa for his permission. He was my first love, he was there from day one We talked about this, yes we talked about this Do it all we done and done He was my first love, he was there from day one We talked about this, yes we talked about this Do it all we done and done Standing leg is like your main job. Yes. And the swinging legs are your, your yes. hobbies. Yes. I've got about five swinging legs yeah. and no standing legs. But I'm kind of <laughs> hoping that one of the swinging legs becomes a standing leg. <laughs> yes. And that's possible. That was like with my recreation therapy thing. That right. was like, that's when. So I was doing the same. So the, what we were doing, like uh, the beginning of the day, we would have a coffee program for the patients. Then we would help them. Uh, we would make jewelry with them and that would help them with their fine motor skills and um, the thing about recreation therapy is that's really awesome is sometimes we would get people to meet certain goals that they wouldn't do otherwise because it, it would be so stressful so if someone had an accident and they needed to learn to walk again they weren't motivated to do so with a physiotherapist and we knew they liked to play pool for example be like let's go play a game of pool and then that person walks to one side of the table, walks to the other side of the table. So it's kind of using things you enjoy to, you know, to progress and to heal, to rehabilitate. That was the idea. I think that also comes with, a, yeah. in the CV of like, in an interview for that, comes with the personality. Because you in a room with someone else going for the same job, they would obviously want to see someone that radiates and encourages and motivates and... I know I'm going on about it, but yeah. I really see that in your personality. Hmm. It's like my sister has just recently started up a, a spinning class. Yeah. And I'm so proud of her. It makes it actually makes me really emotional Aww. because she did Taekwondo when she was younger and my brother yeah. does that as a job. So she's used to teaching crowds and sort of right, everybody, one, two, three, and it's like Aww, strict, right? But now she's like thriving in it and I, when I she sent this video uh, she, my hair is standing up she sent this uh -huh. video like yesterday or the day before 
and she's got this video. You know that video of the guy in the car and he's like, do you know what day it is? And he's like, it's Friday day. You know that one? And he gets out and he's like, yeah. She put that on the screen and everyone's spinning and she's like, whoa, come on. And she's got the Britney Spears microphone and she's like, it's Friday day. And they're all like spinning and she's like, let's go guys on your, on your seats. And it's a combination of so many things. It's the spinning class, exercise, making people feel better. It's the environment and it's, most importantly, her personality, which, as I'm saying to you, is, I think, the unique factor, which you can't uh, buy or find. It's something that you either have it or you don't have it. True. And I think that's what makes all the difference in a job. Is like, yeah, but it's not that person, you know? Right. So, like, yeah, recreational yeah. therapy. Was that your calling then? or? Yeah, yeah I right. would say so. And I would say I'm still doing that now, like, with the kids, too. Mm. So, like, it's, it was good. Yeah, so, so, I mean, like, we'll do our crafts. We have, like, art gallery there and stuff. I like, no, that's like, like kind of just, I don't know, just purposefully, like, uh, fun with the purpose, I suppose. You yeah. Know, there's always, like, a purpose behind the fun. I'm serious about fun. <laughs> What's that word I'm thinking of? Um... I turned around to see the paintings on the wall hanging by string and drying at the window, scribbles and splashes of colour. Yeah, like I look at that, and if that was my kid, I'd be going, what the hell was that? But, <laughs> but then again, I'm also looking at it going, do you know what, the fact that it's there is like, you did that, you know, the kid, for the kid, like you yeah. did that, you can be, it's up and it's sort of, look at, yeah. I, if it was my kid, I would be proud, come on. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I mean, yeah, that's so, what... so that one there with the um, navy blue with the green. That was the first sun that she drew. So it was the first time she could actually draw, um, like. Oh come on, I'm the. She's like one or something. <laughs> no, I can't three judge. actually. Right, okay. But you don't start to know what they're supposed to be capable of or not until you know you get into the whole kid business, right? Yeah, so, right. Yeah. I'm never gonna know what it's like because I don't have kids. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I remember. I remember this teacher had a had a wee kid, and we were like. I uh, said to him something like, oh, must it, I bet you hate it getting up at 5am. And he's like, oh, if it was anyone else's kid, I would hate it. But when it's your yeah. kid, it's like the dynamic changes. It's awesome. Yeah. There's like, it's, it's probably the most awesome thing where, where I mean, just absolutely 100% this is what we wanted and we're, we're happy with. With, it's, it's so fun. I mean, you could do anything you want with kids. You could sing in the street. You can make jokes. You, could you can return to your child self. Yeah. Yeah, right. It's um, like a healing process for you as well. It's great. Yeah, yeah. I got to go to all these fun places, zoos. Like <laughs> you farms, don't even take like... the kid. <laughs> <laughs> like, you like... turn up at the nursery like, no, 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 I'm here. I'm here for this. Mommy, get off the slide. No. <laughs> the swing. No. No, I just like take advantage of all that fun stuff. And yeah. just like in the zone now because in the future I mean it's going to be different and this and coming to Hamburg was a, a, a good place for raising oh, kids Hamburg's great for kids yeah that's why I'm kind of stuck here for a little bit at least till like eight or eight or nine or something yeah right because then then I think it, they, that's when it's like a bit different but um yeah there's playgrounds everywhere there's like six playgrounds to I think I, from, yeah I saw one yeah yeah and they're all kind of dangerous but in a good way so there's like this yes. risky that's important things to do yeah. yeah so um like the what first kindergarten my kid was in they 
it happened to be on the ground floor from our building and I would always look out the balcony to see what they were doing and one time they were making a fire. <laughs> so I did, and they had like this bread that they wrapped around a stick. So they also had sticks and they were like had the sticks in the fire and I was like because <laughs> oh I thought I thought I was burning something. I smelled smoke. I'm like, what is going on? I go out in the kitchen. Oh my god! Yeah, and I just thought, wow, I would never do that. So it's really, really good because I'm a, I'd, I'd naturally be a bit of a helicopter mom. Right. I'm fight that. All I know. Time. I know that kind of person yeah. from my childhood. Uh, mm -hmm. Our neighbor was like that. Yeah. We we grew up in a semi-detached house, like two houses together. Yeah. On a kind of surrounded by a farm mm -hmm. with a river going round it, mm -hmm. like. And the river is in a glen or like a valley. Mm -hmm. So we were always playing in the valley outside, outdoor kids, right? Yeah. And we were like, made fires and like we made dens. We had a secret den and then we made a, another den like that our friends oh. were not aware of. There was a quarry where um, the neighbor who runs the car business would dump cars. And so we were like always down there and like, and then um, there was like horses and shit down there as well. Yeah. And then um, we made this. Uh, uh, like our famous Blue Flames was the name of our gang. Oh, the really? Blue Flames oh, gang. Right? Of Something so super cool. Yeah, right. Oh, and then we made logos. We had a logo competition, That's which I won. <laughs> yeah. And it was just a B and an F put together. But then we like uh, we thatched a wall out of sticks that took all day, like Aww. like woven through the. And then we had a fire and we made like a little like sofa out of moss and stuff like, like <laughs> well, legit. It's still there. It's all there. It's it's kind of like biodegraded now, but it's all there. But then our our neighbors came out with us and we were like, we want to show you this. And I think we all kind of got in the buzz of being around each other and stuff. And one of them climbed up this tree over a river, which is like nothing. nothing. It's not like like the Elba, right? It was yeah, a yeah. river. Climbs over it and then, oh, look, I'm on the other side. Hooray, right? We go home. The mum finds out about it and it was, you could hear it through the walls for like a week. She was like, you could have broken your arm or you could have fallen. And it was like, I think like my innocence was lost that day because yeah. I was like, damn, I have a lot of freedom. Like, I come home and my mum's like, oh, you're covered in mud. Dinner's on the table. Like, you know, I don't even care where you've been. It's fine, you know? No. I think that's quite important yeah. to let a kid fall and, and cut themselves and... You know, because otherwise they'll then be like, don't do that, don't do that, you know? I know, I know. And I'm a bit of a, like a preventative person. I'm preventative. My husband's totally treatment. Like even in the art, or, I guess, what, what do you mean? What do well, you mean? I mean, I like to prevent the, like things from happening in advance. If I see a dangerous situation that's going to unfold, then I'm like, okay, well, let's just go this way. Or... Oh, I could see that's gonna spill. Like, why don't I give you this or that something? But he's he's more like, let's clean up the mess after it's a mess, or let's, you know, let me um, take care of the wound after there's a cut. You know what I mean? But I'm like, I don't want to rock around with. I've had accidents, and uh, it's not fun. You know, when the when, like when my daughter fell off her bike, she just went down a ramp and had like was totally. <laughs> Bleeding and then had up, you know, my little guy here, and then I had no Kleenex. I asked some guy for a Kleenex. He gives me like a scrambled used Kleenex. I'm like, no, no. And we had to just walk down the whole street to get here, and I'm just taking videos of it, showing him. It's like, is everything okay? You know? Oh my god. Does this influence your writing when you're writing your songs? Has that become a, one of the themes of your music now in this stage of your life? 
So in this stage of my life, like it's definitely um, hits. And things that I read about hit a variety of feelings and situations outside from just love, let's say, you know. Yeah. Right. And but but there's still like love, but in different forms or different stages, you know. So um, for but I do have one song, Homemaker. And it's all about how um, the place is freaking falling apart, but love, love, love makes the world go around. Crazy love flips us upside down. Everything is everywhere. I know what you're thinking. I probably shouldn't be domestically engineering <laughs> because the, it's nature, on the line. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Because I and then it's the verses are like how crazy everything is going. Like there's never staplers in the stapler. You know, there's never a pair of socks. My car keys are in the laundry hamper. This type of stuff. So it's um, just this playful kind of thing about how I'm. I'm really not the perfect mom. Like I'm the mom who gets to the kija and it's my kid's birthday and they're like oh you baked like where's the baked goods and I'm like yeah let me just run to Etika I'll be right back and then I come here and I just like I'm decorating these store-bought muffins because here baking is golden with the moms I'm telling you right. you gotta bake your kids <laughs> you know you can't like that's a big no-no that's why i took them all out of the package and like i arranged everything at home and bought some sprinkles and made it look like i baked it oh, I see. but i did not do you know what those other moms are probably doing the same thing they're like what are you doing in Etika? <laughs> uh yeah, right. getting some toilet roll oh <laughs> uh, so that whole role of like feeling like i should be perfect when i'm not i mean that's my problem but i'm generally um, yeah, a bit messy, a bit scattered, but we have a lot of fun and we do have a lot of love. So that's kind of where the, that is all about. Yeah. So that's like, uh, the perfectionist again. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's a, there's a perfectionist down there, but, and there's, there's also a person that's just like accepting the journey of where I am, where I'm at now and being like, you know what? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, adulting is hard, to be honest. Like, just being an adult, you know? Like, it took us, like, some years to become adults. <laughs> We're so, still not. Um, <laughs> still like... But yeah, enjoy those, right? <laughs> okay, for your third song, you chose Monkey in the Middle. This is live at Pony Bar. So yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, I thought that it would be nice to have a live song, first of all, um, because I love live performances. And I felt like that was the best song I sing. So I felt like, yes, nice, because usually I forget words, oh, I clunk, curse. Yeah, you know? And, and I don't want to stand with a stand or something like that, but I really should. Mm -hmm. um, I really should, especially if I just write something and I, you know, just forget. So I'm happy with what I sang and I love the melody. And um, I love playing with my voice in that song. And it's about, um, my, my, it's about being in the middle like kind of you have a relationship with someone it's still not really over but the other person is somehow still trying to draw you in even though everyone's moved on or at least you think they are so this one is called monkey in the middle Okay, you don't have to turn it again. 
I feel like I feel like someone has to drink the shot. <laughs> so there's not someone who wants to drink a tequila shot. Tequila? Da -da -da -da. No? Okay. I'm gonna have to. Yeah. Yes, yes. Ah. Okay. Now that you did that, I feel comfortable singing a drinking song. I feel like it's just like the last hour of the night. We gotta wake you up before you go home, maybe a little bit. Oh, I yeah. About the salt. Yeah, no salt. That's what people do. So I just wrote this, and um, we're figuring out the chords right now, and I think it could work. So drinking song. Drink, drink, drink. That's how it goes, basically, almost. Thank you, Tom. Drink, drink, drink till you see double. Drink, drink, drink till nothing's more to pour. Drink, drink, drink till you see double. Drink, drink, drink till nothing's more to pour. Yeah, I don't wanna think, so I pour another drink. 
Apart from apart from your family life, uh, what would be your musical um, influences, or where do you see yourself going with the music in the next five years? Oh gosh, I don't know. I have no idea where I see myself going with the music. Cause like I said, I just gave my sorry. I thought I fucking got something. Uh, I gave a cookie I in my eye. <laughs> no, I just. Have cookies in my eye. <laughs> um, uh, like, so I just gave myself permission to kind of fully explore um, music without worrying about what other people think. Um, and without kind of, yeah, really without worrying about, because there's so, once you start getting into it, there's so many people out there with great voices, great songs, who play instruments extremely well. And yeah. If I mean, if I cared about, like when I used to care about that, um, I'd be like, wow, that's awesome, but I give up because <laughs> I'm just what I am. But now I'm like, what's yeah. your what's your corner? Of what? Of the corner? Your your musical corner, like you would say, you'd see someone and go, that's not that's not me, or mm -hmm. that's too much or something. But those people would look at you and go, that corner she's in, that of the in, of her of the musical sound. What would you describe it as? Um, it's a really good question. Like when I first started writing, it was kind of, um, kind of oldies types, kind of a little bit cute, kind of a little bit peppy. Um, and then now I'm, I'm really in the minors, you know, like all the mysterious minors, like, ooh, minor sounds, A minor, F, E minor. So that's starting to kind of come out. Right. I have no idea. I'm, I've literally like country it no not country necessarily but i don't mind johnny cash i love dolly parton too so i love them then i love like amy winehouse adele i love you know i love that then i i love you know i love um things like lana del rey um yeah i'm just like I, a deeper deeper political social political messages underneath Sometimes, yeah. So maybe I have not, maybe not that word. So either. I have 
yeah, so I'm like half there and then half totally mindless and senseless things that are just feel good factors that's that's something you definitely bring from my perspective when i see you perform on stage it's almost like it's there before you even sung like you come on stage hi guys and it's kind of like there's there's the visual of that and everyone's like oh you know i need a pick me up and you come on stage and then it's like this song is called coffee and cake who loves cake and i'm like i'm already in this like i, I buy this and then you're like, oh, that's just my favorite song. And I'm like, coffee and cake. And I'm like, man, who can write a song about something that is almost like, it's like a love letter yeah. to that feeling that you get when you eat cake. Yeah. <laughs> or like, whatever it is. Like, I love food. Yeah. But I couldn't put it into words in a song. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you managed to kind of, uh, summarize it and capture it in a bottle. So I guess that's what I like to do so much. So I love when there's double meanings. I love when there's little jokes. I love when there's a little sarcasm. But double meanings, I'm just, I get excited. Right. Like, so with the song in my heart, I knew when I wrote that, I'm like, this song's going to be a hit. Yeah. <laughs> but not in the way of like hit song, charts, or this, or this, or that. No, but this song is just lyrically clever because um, a song in my heart, the beat that never stops, the beat is the song and the heart, you know? So I just kind mm -hmm. of mished both um, so, like love as music and love as love. And then kind of, there's a lot of little references, like hidden references there. So you're now looking for those in your kind of, do you ever think like, it comes to me it hits me right, right. melodies hit me melodies are oh, always man, i love that feeling yeah really and then i do have voice memo mm -hmm. i have like so many yeah, voice yeah, same. memos that's the, and then after the voice memo um i start doing um uh it's all about having the recording system i lost so many songs because i didn't have the perfect notebook because i always wanted to have the perfect notebook to write my songs i love notebooks yeah. but then i don't write in them because exactly I love and that's why i only have this one as the final all my final, final can you read music um yeah yeah but I, I i'd rather not but this is more of just like a music notebook <laughs> where you, i don't actually like i just write the words actually now why do you color them Oh, for uh, chorus and verses and... Can I read one? Um, yeah. She passed me one of her many pads, which was covered in lyrics and loose papers inside of countless songs. Quite the gesture to allow someone to look into your work, especially some of them that may have never seen the light of day. Um, and then it's the filtering process. Are you okay with this? Yeah, yeah. This is like, just give me a child or something. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's <laughs> yeah. totally fine. Okay, but it's on. upside down. <laughs> no, Oh, but those are pages I put in there from a show. <laughs> wait, wait, I'm just going to read, I just want to read a line. Okay, fine. Yeah. Better be a good one. Okay, I'm not going to say that. What? What happened? No, 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 I just, I just wanted to read it because... What is it? I'm not telling you. Because I, uh, uh, I saw this interview with Rami Malek, who played um, Freddie Mercury yeah. in Bohemian Rhapsody. And he said something very interesting. He said, you know, I learned all the songs by Freddie and something I found was he was very alone and it comes out in his lyrics. And I was like, 
Is that what you got from reading that? No, 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 no. That, what I'm saying is you can get a really good look into someone uh, from the lyrics because kind of unknowingly you're putting yourself... This is what this is now what I believe in lyrics. Whenever someone's singing lyrics and it's like upbeat or something, but the lyrics are like about a, an event that's sad or, yeah. you know, or something, There's, there is an element of truth in there about what they were feeling at the time or something. Yeah. And it speaks. At the time, yeah. And it's, those lyrics are almost like... Um, like wrinkles on yeah. skin, you know, those have come from an experience or like that. I'm gonna write it down <laughs> like wrinkles on skin, <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. that the next time I get up on that stage, I'm gonna be talking. Oh, and if you go, this song is called Wrinkles on Skin, I'll be like, oh, the fuck. So, <laughs> you stole my idea. Hang on, I'll show you this. Uh, I, I want to show you this video of my sister. Okay, yes, please. That sounds, that sounds great. And you gotta have these rhyming dictionaries and idioms. Oh, do you not just I Google? I them in my home. That's genius, but yeah. <laughs> I, I just Google. I'm like, what rhymes with dog? And it's like, okay, bog, dog. It's so funny too. Like, okay. But you know what? So one more thing. I just saw this today. You know, folk songs are the funniest, right? Like they oh, are I love the, the Irish funniest. ones. Irish ones. I mean, like. Kathy O'Mara, she was a whore. She went yeah. to the door next door. She broke her nose on the store door. It's like ridiculous. Like yeah. I'm only seven, although I died in Hiroshima long ago. I'm seven now as I will. Then when children die, they do not grow. <laughs> Brilliant. Craziness. Yeah, look at this. crazy which is like and also like she's using multimedia which is yeah but look at that energy she's that's her calling yeah totally yeah i don't know i'm stopping people in the street like have you got five minutes look at this yeah yeah um so i wrote this thing down because this is something that i always think about when i think about your singing is that you sing with a smile so from that what does music do for you? Ah, oh, like it's so. Uh, when was it? In December, December sixteenth. You know Miko. Mm-hmm. Um, she um, and me. I was. I opened for her at Pony Bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there was a little show, and my friend who is from my master's program. She's like, I never saw you that happy in school. You know, and I'm like, yeah. So there's just. Um, I think maybe it makes me so happy because you just get to share and connect and I love when people share and connect. Maybe that's part of what makes me happy and then it comes out of my face. Um, But I also love, I think, like when I smile, other people smile back. Sometimes they don't, but I'm okay with the fact that they don't, but at least giving it a try, you know? what was your question again? What does music do for you? What does it do for me? Yeah. I think it's it definitely liberates me. It keeps me growing. It keeps me curious. And, uh, like, just, just gives me this crazy joy. Um, and if someone else, if I see someone else experiencing joy, then I'm just like, oh, this was meant to be. Mm-hmm. Moments and experiences that happen. I think it's also just you're creating something. Um, and, and just, yeah, so the ability to create something new that might have not been said or done before is also exciting, you know? To, like, 
venture into uncharted wars. Yeah, yeah, and to it's also to take those risks. So there's risks you take when you go on stage and you're like, I don't know if I should say this or sing this, but I'm gonna do it anyway. So <laughs> like the last time I went, I shouldn't have gone because I there was already twelve people the last um, time at Pony Barn. Yeah, yeah, right. It was late. It was like eleven. It was late, and people already were leaving, and uh, so I was like, "Oh, people are leaving anyway." So I'm just gonna sing a drinking song. Somebody got um, awesome shots. I think that's a sign that you're at the bar for too long when people <laughs> buy you shots. You know, like oh. So we two of the girls were drinking, so I had an extra one. So I was trying to give it to somebody. Nobody wanted it. At the end of it, someone took it. Tom. Um, had it and then I'm like I, I wrote a song on the way here I don't really know the chords yet but I kind of had a good idea and it was a drinking song you know so it was, that was just for the fun of it mm -hmm. so sometimes um, the risk is to play with your voice like using your voice as an instrument mm -hmm. as well is, is interesting you know I think that's like someone like Dolly Parton did that extremely well um, using your voice as an instrument and then there's just like being like, should I do, the, you know, you have a choice to either be professional or look professional, or you can try to see what happens if you entertain as well, you know, I think that um, something that makes you laugh will make other people laugh. Right. That's definitely something, the biggest kick I've ever got mm -hmm. from music would be singing something that means something to someone yeah and they come up afterwards and be like that that meant something or yeah. i got meaning out of that did it make like, sense or did i ramble off on a tangent? no no no, no, no. Totally. <laughs> um yeah it was more apparent um when i would write darker songs but then there's also now an element of i don't want to offend or i don't want to someone's going to be like why did you write that song? And I'm like, man, that's fine. I'm like, I wrote that because, you know, this and that, whatever. Or I like, I wrote a song recently, which just, it doesn't necessarily have to mean anything. Exactly. But yeah. it's just, uh, it's about being honest with myself when I write. That's what I'm always chasing is that honesty. Something that moves me that I wrote. Yeah. Because I'm often singing and then I'm like, oh, if I put the dramatics on, maybe people are going to go, that was good you know what I mean and I'm I, that's false so I'd rather do something that's true and honest and that people then go oh what did you mean by that and I'm like I don't know but it makes me emotional because I said it yeah like there's a song I'm about 90% sure I'm gonna sing tomorrow are you coming tomorrow no all right okay oh, I'll sing it to you now okay Afterwards, yeah. um and there's a line in it um I won't tell you what it is but there's this I just you just show me the paper, I look at the line, and then I turn it over like you did with that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. do, you, do you want to see it? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And, it, and then I sang it, and when I got to this line, I was like, ooh, that felt good. Mm -hmm. It wasn't necessarily about... <laughs> Wait, read the first two lines of this one. The lines here that I showed her were, Mary had a little lamb, but she sold it for cocaine. <laughs> right? Oh yes. That so I was is like, risque. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I was, a lot was, of risque jam packed into. Yeah, that. that that was one I just wanted to play around with. That's funny. Um. Where is it? Oh yeah, this is it. I've just scrolled down a bit. 
from there. That's the chorus at the top. You know what I mean? Like I wrote that and then I was like, that is obviously going to induce an emotion in people and be like, what does he mean? Where is it going? What, what's the background? What's the history? You know, it's like a hook. But at the same time, it's, it's not, I'm not writing something to evoke the emotion anymore. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm writing something that as, evokes emotion in you. Right, that's honest. Yeah. And it's like, I'm bringing it back to Bohemian Rhapsody, but when he writes the, mm -hmm. when, he, yeah. when he writes the, um, uh, what is it? The, yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody. Have you seen that film? Not the film. Oh, I love, I broke my foot dancing to that song one time. Oh, you have to watch it. Yeah. yeah. And he's writing, while he's writing, he's like, like that it is something so raw about you when you see it he's writing the lyrics and he's kind of going like this hurts to write but it also is so true and then he sings it you know i think he's like improvising yeah and it's the line where he's like i don't want to die but sometimes feel i've like never been born at all and then he stops and he's like did i just say that you know what i mean it's like that so you know what I'm saying? Like when you write something that is is not a performance anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm chasing. And it's not premeditated. It's, right. It comes with jamming, I guess. It's in right? spite of you yeah. as well. That's probably what I'm getting at. Yeah, ego or spirit, the spirit of the actual thing that's happening. Yeah. Do you have anything you wanna? Well, I mean, are you trying? Are you? Do you think I'm? I'm doing it to push the? No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, to kind of. But that got me thinking about it because when I sometimes I do like to evoke a reaction, but I think part of that is also being in a foreign country where people um, respond to things differently and to jokes differently and to you know um, uh, songs differently. So, um, so I I always make jokes. I always been a bit of a joke of family work friends whatever and my one problem that I do is that I get the first laugh and then I'm so excited that I keep joking and it's not funny anymore and then, so that's actually something I have to keep in mind is that like when sometimes I get the reaction I'm like ooh everyone's laughing everyone's happy let's keep it going but no <laughs> sometimes you just need to stop I think I've heard that comment yeah, yeah. Um, so it's also funny what comes out when you're excited because two songs, that's a lot of excitement as well if you have only two songs to sing because I know I'm a lot more calm when I play a half an hour set or an hour set. That's true, yeah. Kind of, you can you're pace, boiling it down. Yes. You can pace yourself. Summarizing yourself. Just relax. But when it's like one or two, I feel quite excited. Yeah, and it's like, I often write a song a couple of days before Pony Bar yeah. just to have one. Yeah. Just to see, okay, today I'm feeling this and that's what it's kind of like it's like a kind of an update, like, ah. oh, here's how I feel last week, you know? Yeah. Instead of like the last one, uh, I don't know if you were Yeah, I think were you there? Or did you come back? Later? I think I was away from like November uh maybe there was a stretch that I had a three months. No, the the January one, did you Oh yeah, I did, I was late. Right. I was really did you late. see me sing? No, I didn't. Okay. It was so full. I couldn't even get... When you're late, That's you're great. Late. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I kept looking around like, people are leaving. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I was quite late as well. But um, the uh, the song I sang, and I stood up as well. I always sing sitting down because it's, it's how I've always played the guitar. So it's kind of my comfort yeah. zone. Yeah. But um, Tom was like, stand up this time and blah, blah, blah. So cool. I did that. 
he messaged me afterwards like that really helped I think you're standing you know like because you're just kind of more can come out and it's not sure. it's not hidden it's not curling like this yeah. it's like open yeah so I'm gonna do that more but yeah. I hardly sing standing up so do it. um yeah challenge I'll post a video or something yeah um and uh so I did this song which um I hadn't sung publicly in ages because it's kind of of another time and it's like you get tired yeah and also like I don't feel this song anymore, anymore yeah. like, for example but with this one I kind of still feel but something. sometimes it can come back right in mm. the mood yeah that's that's uh, that's actually what I said to, to um, proofreading your mind to Oshin that every song for me is like a, a like a room in a hallway and I can only go in that room when I sing it and so when I'm singing it and I go in the room it's like I remember exactly the time when I wrote it, where I was. I actually remember the very first time I played it, where I was sitting, how I was sitting, who I was singing to. All that comes back when I sing the song. And it's, it's really close to heart. That's, you know, it's like I used to write songs and then go, ah, this is too me. This is too much, mm-hmm. too soon. Mm-hmm. So I change it. And then later I'd be like, man, why did I change that song, yeah. you know? So now I just, I'm like, stick with it, stick with it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's too close. Get closer, you know, so. But it's it's interesting when you just change one word and it becomes a bit more powerful and you can just hang off one word when you do filter something. Yeah. I don't know if you know what I mean, but sometimes I'm stuck on like two words and then, um, yeah, and then one word can make such a difference. But I like, yeah. I like the when things flow, like when right. there's like oh, that's a good place. three W's in one sentence. Oh, okay, and right. It makes like, I know. love when a song just comes comes out. Yeah, oh, that. That's a good feeling. Yeah, that was with Coffee and Cake. I literally sat, was sitting in my bed and just wrote it, done. Mm. Five minutes, done. Mm. I'm like, oh, I need a little bridge. 30 seconds, done. Like, mm. that was just a no-brainer. I always get yeah. them in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, I don't know why. It's kind of like shower thoughts. Like yeah, sure. Your, I guess your, your um, what is that word? What's that word when you, like, scratch your head? Mm, like, uh, I, don't, I don't know, but <laughs> what uh, do you mean, like, a, uh, um, like you're pondering? Uh, uh, no, no, no. Um, uh, uh, soothing? No. What's that? What's that thing when people do this or they do this? Like self-soothing? Yeah. <laughs> you're self-soothing in the shower. I guess soothing. Yeah, like you know, you're washing your hair and okay, you're kind of scratching okay. your head. Yeah. What's that called? Uh, it begins with an S. Um, self-soothe. Yeah, maybe. Okay. People do this. Yeah. What's that I, called? I think, I think that's. Like you know, like you're up, you're uncomfortable, and you do that. Self-soothing is Right. So anyway, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I get to a place and I'm like, and then I'm like, oh, and I, my mind is clear. That's you know, it's cool. the water. It's like I really let it sound the rain. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And your head yeah. is clear or like a stack TV. Some people fall asleep to that kind of thing. Your head is clear. And then the words come and the song comes. That's cool. And so then I get out of the shower and I'm like, I'm going to record that. Yeah. Oh. Me, it's walking on the street. And then I'm always like, when you're walking. Yeah. I don't even know. The amount of times that I'm, I'm like creeping around singing, <laughs> just everywhere. I'm just yeah. like, and my my daughter's like, mom, stop singing. You know, I'm talking. Can I talk with you? I'm stop like Sometimes she says that now. She's like, can I talk to you, mom? I want to talk. Are you gonna say goodnight to me? <laughs> You're like, <laughs> literally, right. I'm just totally lost. Um, on the airplane one time, I was just. <laughs> 
came up with the song and I was singing on the airplane. Yeah. And I don't even know or care in that moment that people are around me listening. I'm just yeah. like, oh, blah, blah. Sometimes someone will say like, oh, Shanish Tim, if I'm in the grocery store or something. But I'm literally, it's always on that pouring out. Yeah. And when Something things, on the side and you've got to catch it before you forget it. i got to catch it. So that's why I have yeah, that yeah, phone yeah, yeah. and then I like even more crazy probably. But I don't care because yeah. who cares about me here? Nobody cares who I am. So that's the benefit of being in another country. I always get overwhelmed by the possibility of what it could be or where it should be or you know I record something on my phone and then later I listen to it again and I'm like damn what was that feeling or what was that moment I was in and then that overwhelms me and I can't write and mm. I get writer's block I have writer's block for three years uh, because of our relationship actually but at the time I thought what the hell is it and then the girl would come in and be like oh, I'm upset about this, this, and this. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I was just kind of distracted all the time. And oh, no. as soon as we broke up, I had like eight songs. And I was like, whoa, there they are. It was the Taylor Swift effect. I was like, I've got all these songs now, you know? That's amazing. But yeah, you often you don't know what's stopping you until a couple of weeks later, you know? And you're like, oh, it was that or... Exactly, yeah. Yeah, that's why, I, like, it's for me really was the, the permission thing. Because I was just, yeah. I kept, like, I, so now it's a, like a lifetime of songs coming out, mm. actually. Because I performed a lot of covers before mm. at these, um, in, when I was a musical entertainer. And uh, my favorite, though, was doing requests. And at one point I was doing, um, uh, I was a traveling musician. So like in the hallways of the hospital for people who couldn't get out of bed and couldn't go to the shows. So there's like one point. So yeah, and that was nice because, um, you know, I'd go, you, you go into the room and you meet someone, like it's intimate, it's one-on-one, -on -one, but my husband would go with me and he'd hold up my songbook for me. <laughs> that was really cute. Oh, yeah. 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 So he's, he's really good um, in, in, in that way and like really, really supportive. Like I've like, I'm so lucky, but we've been together for years and years and years, but I'm just so lucky. Um, because he lets me do whatever I want. He's so tolerant. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, anyway, and like, I remember someone wanted, um, the song, uh, singing in the rain and they just got in a car accident and I thought, oh, I didn't really know it, but I'm sure I could figure it out. Everything can go with the C chord. Right. Yeah. 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 Anything. So that's what I would do. And, um, and yeah, and he, then he wanted the hallelujah song and then everyone had tears in their eyes, like, mm. you know, hallelujah. Right. Um, and I remember singing that in a market. It's always emotional. Yeah. It doesn't matter what this, this woman sat beside me until I finished it and then was like, thanks. And then she left, even though I messed it up a couple of times, she's like, finish it, finish it. And I was like, <laughs> like at the end, I, I kind of go for it. Yeah. And at then, the end, of course. Yeah, and then I finished. And that was the one that always got a clap as well in a, when I played open mics. Yeah. Um, you know, people are having their dinner or something, and I'm singing in the background. I would sing songs that nobody would know as well, so yeah. no one would really. And then I'd do Hello, and I'd spit my clap, and then nothing for the next two or three, you know? Oh, yeah. Or when I was in Australia, Australian artist songs, people knew them, and then any other thing else yeah. just fell right apart, yeah. It's nice, yeah. People, so in, in like that song will always stop someone's current world, mm -hmm. and then they kind of just and and so there's something called flow theory. I don't know if you know flow theory. The guy's name is very. I would have Google it for you. It's so long. It's a theory by 
this guy with a C, Chicka 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 Chicka, like it's just the, the longest name in the world. I should know it, but I don't. I think it's Abram something. I'll go for you. Yeah, flow theory. You'll find the name, and it's all about so. So with this recreation therapy, what we were doing was all about getting into a flow state where when you're doing an activity or you're, you know, listening to a song, you forget about everything else mm. that's going on around you. And that's flow theory. It can happen with work. It also has its downsides. That's why some people overwork because they get lost in their work. Um, but the benefits are, you know. Oh my God, that name. Yeah. She's... Zinmali. Yeah, that's why I don't know it. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, his first name is the same as his last name. Mahali? Mahali? That's it, yeah. Mahali Chisk Zend Mahali. Yeah, and I think that song, it's such a short, it doesn't matter who sings it, everyone gets into some kind of flow state where everything mm, yeah. around is not, it's... You know, the, you know when you're in a flow state is when you, when you're playing a song and then you have like a like a break in the song or something and you're moving a chord and you hear nothing and the room is full of people there's yeah. 80 people in that room and you can hear nothing and that's like the best place to be when i'm singing a song i really take that on that's like I, good i swallow that when when i hear it okay that's what i need to learn i need to learn that because when there's silence i don't give it the room that it needs i don't give the silence the room that it needs to just just for that breathing space. Like I, I try to fill up those empty spaces a lot and keep things moving, but I notice sometimes even just some humming or some pause or some mm. silence or just some instrumental, you need that to kind of, I don't know. It feels like, yeah, when I'm singing a song I wrote in my bedroom or something, and then I kind of see someone going like swaying or their eyes closed or something. Yep. Yo, I did that. I that. got them there. Yeah. Or like... And the, the head nod. Mm. <laughs> yes, love. That's like, good. Uh, the, the one I was telling you about, um, the one that was very close to heart, yeah. I introduced it so badly. People were laughing and I was trying to do the German and it wasn't working. And then I said, this is not a funny song. And people laugh. And oh, yeah. I get into it. I just go right it's into it. a funny song. Yeah. And like two minutes in, oh. completely quiet. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I've kind of got like everybody in the rhythm and... And it's that really strong feeling of being present. Yeah. Uh, Oh my God, it's so present. You can feel it. That's that's, that's what I love about singing live. People are like, how could you sing on stage? Or how could you do that? I remember when I sang in a Dryan Zipsig bar. Um, Was that here? Yeah, St. Pauli. Um, Is it nice? Yeah, it's really nice. Upstairs. Um, I'm in in, uh, May. Come in May. Yeah. 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 It's every month actually. You could yeah. go yourself. Every month, the second Monday, I think they do it. It's called Cash for Artists or something. Really? Like Geld for I've never Geld heard of for Künstler or something like that. Yeah. Check it out. Oh, that's just like an underground. It's tip. really good. It's really good. And they have like a comp. The the finals is in May. So every month, they have like seven I think artists go and compete, oh. and then whoever gets the most money in the piggy bank wins. Shameless plugging here, but come along on the 18th of May to see me singing. Okay, back to the interview. No, it's Dryan Zipsig, 73. Cabin is also great. Have you ever been there? They have acoustic sessions. Cabin? Cam in, K-A-M-M-I-N. 
is the most fun I've ever had. They have like this crazy jam session upstairs where everyone's around a big wooden table, tons of instruments, songbooks, guitars, um, just super fun. I don't know, I think that was a Wednesday, but then they have these acoustic sessions, half an hour ones you can sign up for. So I'm gonna do that next, we'll see how that's like. But I just had so much fun around the big table. Yeah. The whole bar was singing, the whole bar. Wow. Everyone just singing out loud the whole entire bar. Your so songs? That, yeah, just like covers. Covers. Oh, okay. it was like a nice community kind of cool feeling. But downstairs they have live performances. Right. Where you do acoustic sessions of your Yeah, that I feel a bit like sometimes a little bit restricted by the BYO S night thing where it's BYOB. Yeah, where it's like only your songs. You know, yeah. Sometimes I'm like, I've got a good cover, or like, you know. You Have know. you ever been to a Astra Brauerei? Okay, so right in front of Reeperbahn, um U-Bahn, there's a bar Astra Brauerei, and not it's like a little. It's the opposite. Yeah, and um, every Tuesday you can sign up for a half an hour, um, like session. I think I've heard of this. And I've done it twice, and you get five free drink tickets. <laughs> and the guy is so, so turn up on your own? It's like, really, like, honestly, I, I always share. But, um, but it was really, really fun. And 9.30 was a really good time. And I did, half of it was covers, because I miss it. Mm -hmm. And I did, um, you know, Summertime Sadness by Lana Del Rey, because that was really big here. I don't know about the rest of the world, but I was in an au pair at the time, and everyone loved that song. And it, that was like, really shittery and everyone was quiet and it was like that was this you know sometimes covers your rendition of a cover is awesome and i also um uh you know just can't get enough depeche note i mixed it with dancing with myself <laughs> also like a nice like just like a nice oh, intro no, um it's one. like dancing with myself oh, okay yeah, yeah, but yeah. it was kind of a little bit like Kelly and Craig. <laughs> <laughs> What's that called? Uh, yeah, that is like um, those female barbershops. Yeah. You know, the ones that are like. It's awesome. John is in the military, girls are coming I love that. I love Exactly. Yeah. yeah um, he was a famous trapper man from Old Chicago way. He had a book style that no one else could play. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That was our wedding dinner. It sometimes feels like you're from another time when you sing. I feel like a grandma. Right. Like I'm a living grandma. Oh, but that would be so nice in the old folks' homes. <laughs> it is. Like, that's why. She reminds me of my friend from 1935. That's the reason I probably love it. I was like, don't say it under the apple tree. Even though but me. Oh, it's all like, so it's fun. all like kind of cheeky 50s humor that yes. would be out there. Definitely. Pin up, like, you know, kind of like pin up dress, you know, curls in your hair, kind of like deep, 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 they dance amazing, but um, or like little, you know, park picnics. What's that called? Like maybe I'm just like meant to sing at picnics. And like, no, oh, I don't care if that's what you no, know. I mean, picnics are awesome. I always Who doesn't think, love a picnic? Barbecues. <laughs> I always think about this uh, comedian I saw in the Fringe in Edinburgh. That was in a wardrobe. It was about maybe half the size of that room. Hmm. There was six chairs mm. and the guy had three fingers oh. on his hands and he was making jokes about, oh, there's more chairs in here than my hands and so, uh, but yeah, that would be very humbling, I think. Yeah, 
it's only it can only be humbling. I think any gig is a gig, you know, like Every oh, I'm not getting paid. Is. It's not about the money. The no. money is kind of secondary. Like that's the, the thing I sent you is, um, you go there and you sing and there's eight singers and they've got seven minutes or seven singers and they've got eight minutes, which is usually about two songs, maybe three. Cool. Oh, cleansed gig and bars. I think yeah. I have heard of it. Yeah. The dry and sweet section. Okay, cool. Uh, well, I'm gonna have to just show up. No, go to it. It's really good. There's a, there was about 150 people. Honestly, uh, it was packed. And I didn't know how popular it was. Do you have be. to sign up in advance or? I got asked the day before because someone cancelled. Oh. And the girl that works there, Leah, she she asked me. Um, What's her last name? She sang at Polyvard? Harms. Harms. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. Song in my heart. Mm-hmm. That's it. So. So that is the third stop on the Soul Captain journey. And it's about love, laughter, and loyalty. And it really is just, um, it's, it's comparing love to, um, yeah, a song and a beat with a special guest of a hard man spreading love in the world on the streets of Hamburg. And you also mentioned it's the comparison between the heart and song and song and heart. The beat that never stops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. yeah. There's a song in my heart. I saw that on your yeah, Instagram. I just made a profile. That was a, an idea I had like a couple of years ago when I was doing Periscope, singing online. And I was like, I'll come to America and I'll sing in everybody who's seen me on Periscope. I'll go to your houses and sing in your living rooms. Yeah, and? And then, no, it never happened. But I thought like that would be... It's not just living rooms. It's everything. Um, it's... You it's can... kitchens. It's bathrooms. <laughs> it's verandas. It's uh, balconies. It's rooftop terraces too. Um, no, it's, uh, I don't know why I did that accent, but right. rooftop terraces, uh, but, um, it's also weddings and family events. Like you can be, you know, during the champagne ceremony, singing some stuff or corporate events on a rooftop terrace, that kind of stuff. It's also like things like that. It's not, yeah, it's everything. I also sign up for kids' birthdays. I think the reason I didn't really go through with it was I, I didn't have any money to go to America and also... Yeah. I got a bit worried about going to someone's house and it was just, and they were like, so are you going to sing for me? And I'll be like, that's creepy. And they're like, this is different. You set up a profile, you set up a minimum that they pay you. And then, um, you know, yeah, 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 no, this is totally different. It's in Germany. It's here. So it's like a thing. It's a thing in Hamburg. Yo. Tons of, you just browse profiles of Kunstlers. Yeah. Oh, and you recommended yourself, didn't you? Yeah. I, well, I like, yeah. yeah, I did. I like yeah. myself. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Um, because. Well, you know, someone's got to do it. And I, that's the part I hate the most about the whole 
all about social media kind of thing like you're valid if you have so many likes or yeah because I because I always even that and even when I did research I had that problem because every number to me is a person you know and a life and a story and all that you know like I see so much in one that I'm not motivated necessarily to get hundreds or thousands or whatever so I'm not gonna do that kind of work to be like, hey, 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 look at me like this, like that. I hate it, you know? I actually hate it, which is why after, when, when I was speaking to the producer with the EP, he's like, so how are you gonna promote it? I'm like, what the heck are you talking about? What do you mean? I don't wanna do that, you know, well, ads, this, that, I'm like, oh, I can't oh, I, I like your, quite like your, your, um, your advertising in Instagram that you did, the pictures with the confetti and, and the colors and, yeah, it's see, very, that, that said to me, King Angulus, I was like, you know, okay. is it Angulus or Angulus? Angulus, I guess. Yeah. It was kind of like, you know, yeah, that would be fun, an so. appropriate kind of uh, color, color scale of your, yeah. your singing. It's that mood. You set a mood with those pictures. That's it. That I can handle. But when it's, um, you know, you know, getting on playlists and the that, that's like, it's, it's a whole thing. It's a whole different thing. It's like you need to do it like your whole life to grind. It's like a it's like a grind, but to be liked. And but then I had a meltdown about it, a big one. I'm like, I don't want to do anything weird. I don't want to do anything sexy. Like I just want if someone hears it because it is different sometimes for women. Like I mean, um, like well. I don't know if it's a stereotype or not, but there's sometimes choices that some women make to promote their music. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I'm with you. Right? So, that to get, you, there's a lot of noise, there's a lot of traffic, there's, you kind of have to fight for attention on a, on a platform sometimes, unless your music is really good. Or unless you were just... But you're already on the platform. Right. So, but I just, it just freaked me out. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. Don't make me do stuff. Because he was showing me a YouTube ad about, about, and, and with a scantily clad female. I'm like, I don't want to do that. He's like, you oh, don't have to God. do that. That reminds me of this girl that, that, uh, again, with Periscope, this app I used to sing on. Yeah. She met me and she was like, I think your music's great. I really like your thing. Da, da, da. And I was like, a lot of compliments there. Thank you. I yeah. And then she was like, you know, I'd love to sing with you and blah, blah, blah. And then um, we sang together outside or something. And I, uh, my background is theater, so I can project. Yeah. I can very comfortably sing outside from the mark, you know. I can throw my voice over a street, easy. Yeah. And she's singing up here and she's like, <laughs> and I was like, you know, can you sing a bit louder? Like, <laughs> and I'm like, bah! over there, like, well, sending it. Shoot. And we happened to be featured on the app at the same time. So we had, in an hour, I think we were singing, we had 50,000 people watch us. Wow. Over the hour. So it's amazing. it averaged at 2,000. Uh, so it made... Kind of constantly. Wow. Yeah, it was great. And I was like, holy fuck, what the fuck's this? I got a message a couple of hours later from the, the app that were kind of like, you've been featured. And, and I was on the front page. So that's millions of users that can see yeah. me. And so therefore, that's why it was like that. And, it, and I was featured for like a week or something. I had like uh, 300 followers. It went up to like 2,000 followers or something. Uh, the app, you can tap on the screen to give hearts. And I had like 50,000 hearts and it went up to like 3 million or something. It was great. So you kind of become the VIP on 
they have a Slack, you know, Slack. Yeah. And you get invited to the VIP section of Slack, and oh, then you go in there, and it's like, oh, have you got over a million hearts? I have, and you oh. get to talk to each other. And sh- it's really. Oh, see, so I can't, I can't enter that. Like, I can't. Oh no, no, no! Like this, this was a, this was a, but another time. Even the but. mindset of, of you know, the lens of likes and followers, it, it gets me very nervous because it, it takes me back to like, I don't know, high school, but we're adults. Well, I mean, I got a lot of great friendships out of that. Okay. You know, the, some some of those people were really, really nice and really supportive. And that's not that's not the problem at all or anything. The app itself is great. It's kind of changed. But when but... you start doing things for that reason, yeah. for like the approval, then 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 you're. Well, yeah, that's change, what that's right? what it, that's the what changed change. with this last. She started off uh, quite nice, and then I don't know if it was the trending thing or something, but she just turned and she, you know, she emailed me. And she's like, so Universal Studios, who I used to be friends with, have got in touch with me, and I'm working in London, and I, and I was like good for you that's great and then she's like I, I kind of said you know like could you maybe I could support you or whatever and she's like okay send me a couple of songs so I sent her some songs and she starts saying like you have to do this you have to do that you have to change this you have to be this you have to. Ah. and I was like I'm not changing shit for you and I'm not changing shit for anyone how I write is how I write and she's like well that's not going to work in this industry you need to write for you know if they want like I'm in the club girl looking to me like I'm gonna fucking sing that, so know. you know what I mean. It was I kind know. of like she's like, if you want to be there, you've got to do this. Exactly. And I was like, well, I'm not fucking doing that. So I choose my dignity over, over kind of like right then, you know, and rip off my yeah. clothes and like yeah. jump around on stage. So and then you get and 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 then what Jovan he said he's like, listen, what I'm trying to say is you just you find a way to get the people who will like your music. A chance to listen to it and hear it and like it. That's what. Yeah, your vibe attracts your tribe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Be be who you want to be, and you'll attract the audience that yeah. will stay. That's what happened with me. I thought, do I have to be someone or something? No, I just kept going what I was doing on Insta- on, yeah, on Periscope, and I got an audience from that that stuck because those particular people would. Like to tune in again and then you can filter it out, yeah. Which is why it doesn't make sense. So, um, there's a good book by Marion Williamson, um, and it talks about all about the ego and stuff. Um, and I, I had it somewhere kicking around, it's really, really good. Jesus, uh, the love, something anyway. Well, she said. Um, in terms of professionalism, that's why it doesn't matter. Like, don't let your ego get in the way in the sense of to get more and more and more and more because if, if you get in so much and half the people don't care about you or half the people aren't really into it, you know, even clients. I think she was also coming from a client perspective. Get the ones who will, not get the ones, but connect with those who will stay or, yeah, or who actually like you for who you are. Yeah, yeah that kind of thing. You know, like the... the- you might want to write this one down, but the, yeah. uh, the five people you surround yourself with actually really influence who you are. Well, I had a, such a nice moment where um, a friend of mine uh, sent, so me and my husband met at this place, Lush Toronto, which is um, a group home um, with people with disabilities. Oh, he's in his 90s. Okay. 
What do you mean? I, d- I just didn't see him under his hat and his glasses. Oh, yeah. He had a cane, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was like, why are you getting in that wheelchair? <laughs> yeah. Pushing children around as an ideal man. And Lars Toronto is so cool. And so there's like over 100 uh, communities across the world. And you live, um, there's like four or five people with a developmental disability and you live with them and you kind of create a home life for them. Um, they're not like clients, they're not patients, they're called core members, so they're the center of your daily living together. And they still go to their programs, but your job is to just create home life together. That's and So we met there, he as a German um, exchange person and me as a, just a worker, or not a worker, but it's just all about learning how to live with difference and diversity. Everyone there was different um, and different upbringings and stuff. And that's probably, yeah, we're, that's where me and my husband were like, yeah, we want to have a family together. And if it's going to be different, then it's going to be different. It's not going to be, you know, <laughs> I might move across the ocean or he might stay there. And, and you know, there's di- there's cultural differences. Like, there really are yeah, right. between people. Yeah, there are. And then you don't really notice it until you have to, like, keep people alive. <laughs> yeah. Like little people. <laughs> I was telling you, it's like the ideas of keeping little people alive could sometimes. But the point was, yeah. that's what we and, um, and so someone from their, sh- um, they sent me a video of their child dancing to my um, one of my songs, Parachute, and that they listened to it every night before going to bed. And I was just like, oh my that is God. So sweet. That is sweet. So that is so, maybe I just. I think I create stuff for that could be liked by children and seniors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right? So, I mean, in internally, like, I would never really... Is that... Uh, I like, don't want to pinhole again, but is that what you feel your sound is becoming? Is, like, you've found your place that works for you? Yeah, so I think... I don't know where the sound is going to go or what the sound is I don't even know what the sound is so even when I try to pinpoint a genre I'm like okay I guess it's acoustic pop the recorded stuff but the sometimes live stuff can range from a like sound like Alanis Morissette to sounding like like got off a captain ship or something like that but um but I think I want it to be enjoyed by a range it's all about range for me everything's about range living life with a big open with a huge width and breadth like that it's no one and nothing is excluded from the experience that's what i kind of aim for maybe subconsciously you know that everyone's kind of like so i mean not everyone's gonna like your stuff and i'm not ever offended if someone doesn't like it Mm. i don't like everything either and some things that people think is awesome i'm like what everyone can enjoy it I mean, typically, right? Young people, young kids. Well, that almost is like the the One Direction thing or Justin Bieber where as they grow up, the music changes. So he started out kind of like, Jesus and the, you know, like gospel. And then he went into power ballads and then he went into like, um, yum, yummy, yum, yeah, like the white, the white suit. Yeah. with the diamonds and that kind of thing like imagine saying to Elvis when he was 17 you know you're going to be on a stage in the 70s 
wearing a white suit with diamonds. I know. And he'd be like, oh, what? I know. <laughs> what are you talking about? But that's why I also like, so I love ABBA. ABBA was always running in our house and Bonnie M those two. But that, but that feeling is, it's also what that they never changed as they grew. They just had like timeless songs that are now. Oh, that's like what Bob Dylan does. When timeless he, classic song. Yeah. But when he then changes, he's not apologizing about it. He's mm -hmm. like, I'm going over here now. Yeah. If you want to come with me, come with me, but yeah. I'm doing this. That's kind of, yeah, I, I, I do that a little bit. You should watch the Dolly Parton documentary on Netflix because she started out country, then she went pop and then she went bluegrass and it was all like this choice and it was no apology. She looking she, for an identity like David mm -hmm. Bowie was? Um, so she was, at the, the switch to pop was more to reach a broader audience suggested by somebody else. And then um, the bluegrass was kind of returning to her real roots because wow. she was quite a storyteller, wrote, wrote thousands of songs, right. still performed. Do you write every day? Yeah. Every day? Yeah. Huh. But I also concoct, concoct, <laughs> conduct, come up with <laughs> melodies every day too. And I, can, I like, so sometimes writing without a melody is a bit more work. Yeah, right with melody. So I, I started writing like a zombie type of song, you know, the song Zombie by the Cranberries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms of a little bit more dark and death and with an actual um a main um Tangible. analogy like granite. Yeah. Some granite. What, what comes first, the music or the lyrics? Music. Mm. It's for me the lyrics always. That's crazy, yeah. No? No wait. Is it always is it? No, sorry. Well, the, the ch no, I do this thing where I'm like, blah, 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 blah. I, I sing the song yeah. with no lyrics and then I put lyrics to it. Yeah, something like that. But I would say even before the music, it's a mood. Mood, music, lyrics, then some filtering. Oh, I'm going to try that. I might write that down. Mm -hmm. um, something I do for every um, episode. What was it? Mood, music, lyrics. Mood, music, lyrics. Yeah, mood is like... What's the mood? Because then you, that's when the chords come and that's when you're little, do you go up here? Do you go down here with your voice? You know, do you do something plain? Do something interesting? interesting? Um, yeah, anyway. It's just finding where it sits, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. These are called quick fire questions. Give me the first answer that comes to you, okay? This is where I went to the bathroom, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, if you could be an animal, what would you be? Butterfly. Why? Because it's two animals in one. And oh. <laughs> you first, first you have like this reflective, like nerd growing process where you can be in the cocoon. Like the, I think the cocoon aspect is so cool and then you're morphing and then you fly because you're ready to fly. So there's like this whole process before. What is your greatest fear? Oh, um, just uh, losing my family. Okay. What is your greatest accomplishment? Hmm. Um, being able to do what I love, and to love and do what I love. That's my. That's my. I protect that always. That's my greatest accomplishment. Um. You wash up on an island and there's a magical tree that grows 
Don't think too much about the logic of this. <laughs> what does it because, look like? What because it could, it could grow uh, sushi or pot noodles, mm -hmm. but you only get one meal for the rest of your life. What is it? Sushi. <laughs> sushi? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's your favorite? Or ramen, but sushi maybe. What's your favorite word? Amalgamate. Ooh, what does that mean? Um, it's just like 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 combining and growing like in a, like if you say like um uh, I have an amalgamation of ingredients it's like a mix and like a building combination type of thing. You have what's next for you actually before we wrap up. Okay, so what's next is um on March twentieth, twenty twenty. Isn't that cool? Three twenties. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so song in my uh, song, song in my heart will come out, and um, so we're gonna do the second part of the video. So I just love this process of doing an actual music video. Creating. Just, yeah, just creating one time in my life. Send it to grandma. Be like, look, I got this heart costume. I'm so excited to wear it. And just surprise people with these hearts. I'll show you later some I saw of the footage. It. I saw it. No, the footage. That way I was oh, so much. It's okay, kind of really okay, funny. Okay. Right. Um, and so just just a huge pick me up in this crap weather time is that's what I need and that's what I think other people need. I hope. Anyway, and then um and then then the last two songs will be released. So basically then I'll have like a nice five song album i could sell my cds when i go somewhere or give them for free or whatever so just have that um tangible element of um some thoughts and and work and stuff like that that i've been mm -hmm. doing and then i'm gonna um yeah just continue playing singing writing and, and see what happens with that but not i don't have any goals uh, <laughs> musical can, where, goals. where can people find you online Online, um, I am on Instagram, Kinga underscore Angelus. I have a website, KingaAngelus.com. No one else in the world has that name, so you can find me pretty easily. I'm on Facebook, but I think Instagram, I'm, I have more of my uh, little feelings and videos and photos. That's probably a good place to follow. And Spotify and all the other streaming platforms. And um, in and around Hamburg, I can I'm going to post when I'm going to play here or there. Okay. Yeah. Well, thanks very much. Thank you, too. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And thank you so much for tuning into these podcasts. They've been quite the learning curve for me, and I hope to make more episodes soon. For now, I'm going to focus on other things in life. I'm learning to code. Uh, I'd like to study again, and I think I'm going to give the music thing another stab. If you get the chance as well, check out Coffee and Cake. Uh, it's an absolute diamond. Song in My Heart comes out on the 20th of March this year, for which I'll personally be featuring in the music video. I'm really looking forward to that. Until next time, take care of yourselves, and I'll see you on the other side of the spotlight.